0: I used to binge eat a lot and throw it up as a kid, and um, and mostly it's like ramen, <laughs> okay? Why is because, um, you know, my parents were very, very busy when I was younger. I was really left to my own vices as a kid. It's the first thing that anyone really learns is how to cook ramen, right? You put the thing in the boiling water, right? And so, um, but I, there's, but my feeling of abandonment started when I was very, very young, because um, um, there's multiple situations that happen And then when I moved to the U.S., that feeling of abandonment continued because, you know, my parents were working hard. They had no money. They were working seven days a week, both of them, which is very understandable. But I felt guilty as like a Mm nine-year-old to tell them that I feel a certain way because my grandma told me, you must be a man, (laughs) right? And then so I started using food as the comforting mechanism. But, I will, but um, the actual act of, like, vomiting actually felt better than eating the food. Hmm. And so I actually used purposely to purposely do that. It wasn't, it wasn't really until later on I started a lot of the mindfulness meditation. I started creating my reality so I can say that, hey, this is, this is not my end result of what I want to achieve. So instead of re, uh, leading a reactive life, I started leading a proactive life. Okay. And then I think that that was the biggest thing that really allowed me to accelerate. And then the food thing came, you know, afterwards, where I started eating healthy, eating the the colors of the rainbow and a lot of plants and stuff like that. And it got rid of, you know, gluten and processed foods and fried foods and stuff like that. And then boom, it was a miraculous shift that that exploded out of nowhere. But it's always a moving target, you know. Right. And,
1: and and let me let, let's let's kind of go back to sure. your childhood. So. When traumatic events happen, when some psychological traumatic events happen, the body releases endorphins. Endorphins is our body's own morphine, endogenous morphine. There's a reason that when someone takes heroin or morphine, they have an effect. Because the body makes its own morphine. So when a traumatic event happens, you can get this release of an endorphin. And that release of endorphin, will go, your endorphins will go up and then they start to go down and you can start getting withdrawals, right? And I'm not sure if the trauma was enough for you as a child for that to happen, where it was enough where you had a withdrawal. But I do know one thing, if you have an emptiness inside and you feel abandoned, mm-hmm. that's a loss of control as well. And when you, when, when you ate the food, food is going to release certain chemicals and hormones in the brain mm-hmm. to make you feel better. So you're, f- right. you're filling that void with, with the food, food right? yeah, you get that release. The second time you, you 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 eat, you get that release, and then what ends up happening is your brain creates a neural pathway. Now take it a step further. Your form of control was throwing up the food, so now you have you're in a place of a lack of control, and now throwing up the food is giving you that control and you create that process. So now, yeah. anytime you feel abandoned... Yeah, I don't recommend this, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 don't <laughs> don't try this at home. No. But now, anytime time yeah. you feel abandoned, you eat food, yeah. you throw the food up, yeah. your body releases these neurotransmitters. And before, when what, what what's interesting is, and the hard thing about addictions, because that was an addiction, mm-hmm. and I'm, uh, and and I'm glad you were able to to work mm-hmm. through it. But but what happens is is that the brain tells you this is going to be amazing. It releases dopamine to tell you how amazing it's going to be before you even put the food in your mouth. And then your body also releases something called norepinephrine, which is a form of adrenaline, yeah. which makes you focused on the task and also makes you antsy, means so you so you feel like you really have to go in. And, and eat that food, and the way to the way to overcome that is you, somehow you have to stop that pattern, because if you don't, it gets stronger. That that programming gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So 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 that's and if, if we could dig and we can kind of look at your timeline even more. Right. And thank you for sharing and for for being vulnerable, because most people, the fact that you can do that shows that you're the you're, progress. Yeah, it shows progress. Yeah, it shows progress because I know. Five years ago, I could have never. I, I don't know. Even, even if now I can fully kind of mm-hmm. open up, right? Yeah. But let's say ten years ago, would you have been able to say this? Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Right. So no, I kept to
0: myself because it was a form of control. Uh huh. And I think the more that people knew about me, the more uh, control I had. But it was quite the opposite. The more I hid, the l- less control I actually had. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't really till I really started recognizing this, and this is probably during after medical school during residency and which residency brings out all your weaknesses <laughs> psychological and physical weaknesses and I can relate. <laughs> uh, and that you know there was a point where i was just so stumped so little i was on night shift and i really depend on sunlight to make me happy yeah. so i was on night shift and all this depression just came like wrapping down and then um and then so but you know the year before i actually had major brain trauma. I was uh, I was snowboarding, I lost consciousness, and I woke up, there's like 20 feet of blood behind me. And I that's the last mm-hmm. thing I remember. And my friend who was with me, um, he's a ER doc, but since he's my friend, he forgot all ER training because he's my friend. <laughs> and uh, But we were able to get me to the hospital. But after that, that triggered an entire like desire for me to go back and binge eating and and vomiting up the food again, which I didn't do.
1: Right, but you felt
0: but I, it. I felt it so yeah. hard after that, and I felt like it was just uh, it was it was not good. And then finally, you know, my wife and I kind talked through it, and finally I start pouring this stuff out. That was the time when I got into social media, and I start telling my story, and then start figuring out that other people had similar things. Mm. And all of a sudden, that lack of control became a really uh, really positive thing that I reflect on myself. And so what I was trying to do is just replace trauma with, like, really positive things mm-hmm. so that I can, like, unwire that, that mechanism, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think the human brain is so interesting because, you know, we have, we have so many thoughts and 95% of what we do is purely habitual mm-hmm. because of the wires uh, that were existing in there and then the 5% that are uh, purely on the conscious side. So there's people with different brain disorders, especially like the autistic population, where 50% is actually conscious and the other 50% is subconscious. But they have to dumb down that conscious thought, either with like, you know, something visceral, like banging their head on the wall or the door, or they have, to, they have to stifle it with screaming into a pillow or just out loud. And so I almost felt like that after my, my head trauma. Where I physically have to scream like once a night during my night shift for me to be actually be sane, mm. and that actual vocalization of me coming out created that, those endorphins again, right. and so um, but that's and it th-
1: creates some control in this yeah. environment that you can't control. And now right. let's look at the state that you were in. You're sleep deprived. That's when you yeah. make your serotonin and dopamine in the first right. place. You're 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 definitely at risk there. The trauma and then the head trauma. I mean, it was it was the perfect storm. Yeah. and and that's the so, so the thing is the human body when we create these these pathways so yeah. like the pa- your pathway of eating and purging right binging and purging right, right. that pathway when you fulfill that pathway you get that the release but it's such a short-lived release it is and that's where we really want to work on work on making the body healthy making uh-huh. the brain healthy and and also also a routine also creating these healthy coping mechanisms so that for that for that mental release and we got to be careful because our, our our coping mechanisms can also become an addiction that's harmful you could end up, you meditate for 20 minutes. Some people will go and want to meditate for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And they take it to that extreme. Yeah, so seeing it can't people be,
0: like that, yeah.
1: It can't be one thing. And I like you mentioned about the, you, I, I call it priming, but you mentioned that in the morning, you get yourself set, right? Mm-hmm. You prime. Yeah. Um, what, what, what I've seen is that people that have had trauma and they yeah. start to shift, what they start to do is they start to positive think and they... And they, they keep pushing towards positive thinking, positive thinking. But if the trauma is not worked on, then what happens is they're happy, 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 happy blow up. Happy, 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 oh, happy blow up. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And if you don't go back and work on that trauma, but one of the ways to work on that trauma is, number one, understand the connection. You understand it's the abandonment feeling. So when you... But the second thing is, is prime your brain when you're healthy so that you can undergo a sequence... When you're having a weak mental moment, so, okay. that, so that that trauma doesn't, so that trauma doesn't affect you. So what I mean by that is if you know you go into that place, what is the because we're human. It, right. Nobody can be happy right. 24/7. Bad things happen all the time. Right. But if you can kind of create at least a mental process that yeah. you go through, when you're healthy, you, 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 you come up with what you do when you're not feeling well. And yeah. it may fail a couple of times, but you keep trying, right? You keep trying and keep trying. And, and let's not forget, um, there are trauma, certified trauma therapists that have different techniques. And some people need to really consider going to a trauma therapist that knows what they're doing yeah. so that they can help them release that trauma.